Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by, and that is the glorious choir from the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle, uh, directed by Eric O'Dell. And here with us today is Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis, who is the senior minister at the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. And the topic of this segment is to have your heart broken open for love is a glorious thing. Thank you, uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann, for joining us here today. Uh, this is such a powerful and a much-needed conversation. I want to thank you for joining us and, and our listeners today for today's show. Oh, well, thank you. I'm so grateful that I can be on your show. You, you know, I, I really, we've talked about the events uh, down at Virginia Tech and then beyond. We've had different segments, different conversations. But I personally was struck by a message, a personal message that uh, you had sent out to your congregants. And, and also struck by the fact that, it, you know, even the aftermath at Virginia Tech, some of the responses by the students, including the fact that they originally had 32 uh, uh, memorial stones uh, on the campus, and then they changed it to 33. And I wanted to ask you, uh, what do you observe in the world? What have we seen? What can we say about the experience and how people are responding to the events at Virginia Tech? Well, just um, I sent out an email to everyone that I had an email address for, and one of the things I said is, and I'm, I'm giving this as a little prelude to what I, how I want to answer your question. Great. I just said, you know, I think we're all being affected by this because we know that the world can be different, and because we know the world can be different, it hurts so much when we see such sens- senseless, um, or what seems like senseless um, violence. And actually, I think that that's a statement of how we have matured as a species because 200 years ago, it would have just been life as usual or 300 or 400. When, when the world was violent, we just sort of took it for granted. But now we know there's another way that we can be, and we, and we want that so much that we're hurt. It, 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 it's, it's, we grieve uh, publicly and as a group of people for those who seem to have lost their lives for no reason. So I sent that out, and I just wanted to acknowledge that people might be depressed and grieving and that, and that that's just a sign of how much we love and we care for one another, whether we know it or not. And I got some strange emails. Um, not strange um, that they didn't have a good point of view. It's just that I hadn't considered this. For instance, some people said, well, why aren't we grieving as much for those people who are being killed in Iraq and Iran and and Afghanistan, and I, I realized that sometimes we have gone numb. And what they were saying is we've gone numb to other things and, and that this is going on all the time. And I don't think that's, I don't think we want to go numb. I think we, if we break open to grieve or love one group of people or to, to have empathy and compassion for families who have lost their young people, then that heart can continue to embrace more and more and more. It's just a beginning that that we can truly um, have a compassionate heart that inc- can include everyone in the world. And I see this as good news. 
Does that answer your question? Yeah, it is good news. And it's, it's, it's because we're having conversations like this that we get to present a different perspective for people to consider. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I love about what you're, you're talking about. And that's what I love about your email. Because I think people are, are asking questions about why not? Why aren't we looking at this? Why aren't we looking at that? And, and I wanted to ask you, isn't it really good news we're asking these questions? Oh, it's fabulous news. It's fabulous. We have that freedom. Uh, we're beginning to look up outside of our own daily concerns and say, and, and I think maybe 100 years ago people were saying, if it's not happening in my valley, it's not happening to me. That's well, right. We can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the world is shaking us up and saying, if it's happening on the earth, it's happening to us. And we are beginning to feel it, which I think means that we're going to start shifting our priorities and um, and we're going to start asking our, our leaders to shift their priorities. I find this very good. It's a slow process, slower than I would like, but I see it as good. I'm so struck by a, a sentence in the email that you sent out, and I, I, I want to talk with you about it. And I really want to open the door with a conversation to ask you about whether or not this is the path to forgiveness. And I think that there is something that you said in the email that says, you know, we aren't a, a church that tries to tell anyone what to think or how to act or who we can pin blame on. But if you watch the news, and many people do and many people don't, if you watch the news, the people were looking for a place to dump whatever emotion they were feeling. Yeah. What can we say uh, to, to open the door for a healing around this? Man, I, I, guess, I guess what I would say is if we follow the grief deep enough, then we're going to touch a place of love. And, and in that love, love doesn't find... I just don't know that love blames. You know, those things, those people who I've loved dearly, I, I've noticed that I may not like something they do, but I don't get into a lot of blame with them. Love just doesn't blame. And I think that, that we become afraid when we see something that, that seems to have run amok and, and is scary. Then we can feel lost and we're feeling like we're in crisis. And, and one of the ways to handle that is to just give it a name and, and say, well, it's all their fault. But I think at a deeper, deeper level, what we're really wanting is is security in the world. And I don't know that um, blaming and us and them and uh, continued separation is going to make us more secure. Uh, I, it's just not going to get us where we want to go. And eventually, I think we all have to wake up to that. You know, some of uh, what you're talking about for for many, many people uh, listening to this show or that will listen to this show down the road uh, are really at a place and stuck very deeply in anger. As a matter of fact, I was on another person's show Saturday night and they asked me to address the issue of why so many people are feeling so bad. And I want to ask you that question. Uh, uh, Why is it that so many people, or at least we think so many people are feeling so bad even beyond virginia tech there is this idea of the doom of things um wow from a very large point of view and this is just totally what comes to mind right now and i may just be so full of it because i don't really have anything to back (laughs) it up but what i but i kind of wonder if this really isn't the dark before the dawn Mm. and that that it's 
that it, the reason I think there's going to be a dawn is because we're just so aggravated with the dark. I think we're going to call a dawning to us. If you look at, at history, I'm not so sure that um, that things are any worse. I just think that people are waking up to a, an idea that they should have some power and some control over their lives, which, you know, if you look historically, we're one of the first countries that gave people a lot of individual power, and even the, even then, different groups have, 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 have had to take this on over and over again. So... I'm I'm really um, wondering if if this anger isn't that they know they should be able to do something, they know that the world should be different, and they still are not able to grasp it for themselves. And therefore, what happens is they get frustrated and then angry. But the good news is is that we're waking up to the idea that we should be able to control a little more of our world, and it may come out of our legislation and voting and other things. Um, but we, uh, but that anger that if it's just placed on someone else isn't going to get us anywhere. I look at the uh, Mothers Against uh, Drunk Driving. Mm-hmm. You know, anger is not a bad thing. <laughs> it just needs to be focused. I know. And it needs to be put to use for a greater good. Just being angry at somebody and and having it um, get all over everybody uh, without a focus or a resolution is, is never going to help anybody. Well, anger with action. And, you know, I, I love that uh, about what you're saying because we can point to different circumstances. I know in my own life I can point to circumstances of my anger after a downsizing incident that really catapulted me to do research on the consequences of downsizing. Wow, good for you, yeah. And that's so I it. think that's what you're talking about. I mean, there is an action. And, and I want to open this question and we'll address it when we come back. It is part of the frustration that may be going on uh, I'm going to ask a two-part question. It, could this be perhaps a frustration with our inability to figure out what action to take to contribute? Let's address that question when we come back from break. And then I want to also talk with you about the power of forgiveness. Uh, you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show, everyone. My very special guest today, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis, the Senior Minister for the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. We'll be right back with this very powerful conversation. Stay tuned, everyone. Let go of past trauma, fears, and negative beliefs. Attract exactly what you want in life and release the energetic blocks and imbalances which are keeping you from living the life of your dreams. Internationally known master clairvoyant and intuitive guide Carrie O'Connor has the unique ability to read your energy field and just like a tuning fork, raise your vibrational level so that you can attract what you truly desire in life. Visit CarrieOConnor.com for more information and for interview dates on the Dr. Pat Show. That's CarrieOConnor.com. Contrary to popular belief, having a baby is not always a happy, glowing experience. Many women develop a variety of mood problems, most often depression. Thankfully, there are many options available to heal or prevent this debilitating condition. Dr. Shoshana Bennett is shining a light on postpartum depression right here on the Dr. Pat Show. So tune in and find out how to help someone you love. 
For more information about postpartum depression, visit postpartumdepressionhelp.com. Hello, this is Sue Newfeld Ellis. In our fast-paced, busy world, my new CD, Serenity Through Meditation, is just what you need. Through Stephen Halpern's sonic music entrainment and my voice, we will comfortably guide your brainwaves to that theta state of deep relaxation. To order your free copies of 25 Stress Reduction Tips, go to quantumhealing.us or call 425-455-4207. Are you looking for the perfect Mother's Day gift? This year, give mom a beautiful Zenspiration Garden. Zenspiration Gardens are fresh floral gardens filled with plants, flowers, candles, and spiritual icons. They're the perfect way to tell mom how much you love her. Zenspiration ships nationwide, so contact Zenspiration Gardens at 619-972-1076. That's 619-972-1076. Or visit zen-opolis.com. Looking for the perfect way to connect with your children all year long? Give your entire family the gift of heartfelt conversations through the magic of Carla Miller's Seeds of Discovery books. Each Unbound book is a unique interactive experience with simple life lessons for all children and adults. Lighthearted, colorful illustrations attract the attention of children and stimulate interaction with adults. Through titles like I Love Myself When, Why Am I Here, I Know I Can, Yes I Am, I Am, and others. Adults can share creative, fun, meaningful, and long-lasting experiences with their children who will learn about themselves with messages of loving self-image and emotional reinforcement. Love your children by giving your whole family the gift of inspired conversation with Seeds of Discovery books by Carla Miller. Seeds of Discovery books can be found at the Center for Spiritual Living, Island Books, Seattle Unity Church Bookstore, or by going to seedsofdiscovery.com or calling 888-426-1632. That's 888-426-1632. Open your ears, open your heart, open your mind. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. everyone welcome back to the dr pat show talk radio to thrive by again i want to mention that the you're listening to the music of the uh, the fabulous choir at the center for spiritual living in seattle if you want to find out more about the center go to www.cslseattle.org www.cslseattle.org and that choir is under the direction of Eric O'Dell. And here with us today is the senior minister, uh, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis. We are really talking about, uh, we're talking about many things, but most importantly, we're talking about the emotional contribution and the behavioral contribution, what each and us, every one of us can do and understand about the events at Virginia Tech and beyond. Uh, uh, Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always my pleasure. Thank you. It's so great to have you on the air. I mean, we definitely can can really chat for a long time. But the question that I asked was really a two-part question. The first part had to do with uh, perhaps the reason that people are feeling a little frustrated. Perhaps they're feeling, you know, this sense of despair. And, and I guess what I said was, you know, is it because... Folks don't know what action to take. Are, are we a little baffled? Are we a little stymied? What do you think is going on? 
Well, I think it's something about we don't know what action to take. We know we don't want it to be this way, and and yet we don't know quite how to make it different. Um, and I also think it, t- it taps into our vulnerability that, man, our children aren't as safe as we thought they were. Mm. Isn't it interesting that that it's when attacks like these happen, there seem to be by children to children. And that's, I mean, I, even if you're in college, I would call, you know, when you're my age, there's still children. Um, but it's, it's, there's this vulnerability. This is who is, who is safe? Where's my security? What can I count on? Um, I think it's, it might be a little bit like if, if you've ever had your house broken into or your car broken into. I know I had my car broken into once, and, and I didn't have a lot of money or any possessions, so it didn't really matter what they took, but I felt so violated. And I think when something happens in one of our public institutions and something as sweet as a school, we can all feel violated. And that violation um, puts a panic in us and fear, and then there's no way to to like address the fear so we get angry let's let's get somebody let's make them wrong let's do something and it's like wow um then then fear produces more fear and and safeguards produce more safeguards and it just gets ugly i don't think we're going to solve it at the level of of this problem i think it was einstein that said we can't solve a problem at the level of problem I think we're we're going to be shifting cultures. I, I really do think that we're going to grow up and um, and make some really hard decisions that people haven't been wanting to look at uh, for a very long time. Which is um, how are we going to, how are we going to incorporate those people who who seem to be on the edge and the fringe? How are we going to make them feel safe and wanted and loved? And I mean that's a, uh, a sociological question and the other one is are we going to oh boy boy i'll probably you'll probably get emails now are we going to make guns available to everyone even if they're not mentally stable i mean um how are we we're going to we're just going to have to sh- make some big major shifts in the way we do um living together if, if we're going to create some real security for ourselves. Well, I, I love what you're talking about, especially the part about the guns, because, you know, one of the things I was really struck by was the news coverage where they had actually had um, one of the leading activists that is pro-guns for everyone actually come out and say, and I love that he said this because I, so many people responded, are you kidding? Came out and say, you know, it would have been a different situation if all of the kids had guns. Oh, my. Yeah, and that basically was, you know, a solution. And so because we're having this conversation, I think we all get to put our hats on and see what makes sense. One of the things that uh, I, I wanted to, to mention and that you touched on, uh, upon, and, and I'd love for you to continue on this, is there's a quote on the website of Virginia Tech. And the quote is, we will continue to invent the future through our blood and tears and through our sadness. We will prevail. And that's a quote from uh, Nikki Giovanni University, distinguished professor poet and activist and the reason i read that quote is because i'm also struck by the action that the the amish people took after their tragedy which was tragedy which was to go to an immediate place of forgiveness yes 
and I wanted to ask you about forgiveness and how you see forgiveness playing a part in the healing process here. Well, I think forgiveness uh, plays a part in the healing process because healing is actually, actually for me, a revealing of wholeness. Um, when we grieve, when we feel hurt, when we feel scared, when we feel um, violated, when we feel insecure, we don't feel whole. Something is missing. And and forgiveness is a, pro- is a process in which healing can happen and the revelation of wholeness can take place in us again. But it doesn't do anything to the outward situation right away. What it does is it does something to us. And so we ask something greater than ourselves. We call it whatever we want, whether it's our higher power or God or or Krishna or whatever, but we ask, or love itself, to, to have a place within us so that our heart um, can once again become whole. Um, I, I love this quote from a friend of mine, Bo Lazoff, who said, grief is nothing more than love with a bad reputation. So it's not like we say we, we shouldn't grieve or we're just going to forget about it, but it's really allowing the grief process to break our heart open so that we can love even more. So we can be, we can be more compassionate not only to the, to the parents and the families who have lost children, but the parents and the family of the boy that committed the, the murders. I mean, boy, they must be suffering a lot too. So it's, it's this forgiveness makes us more whole to love everyone, to love the to love the people who are confused, to love the people that are um, angry. Um, there's just no end to what can happen when we, um, to us and our, and our point of view, when we let love have its way with us. And out of that, we will be inspired to do something. And it will be an inspired action, and it will also be an action perhaps that... Um, that will be blessed by something greater than ourselves. I know that I've had actions that came out of my anger, and I've usually regretted them later. And then there's actions that come out of out of this desire to be made whole, and um, it's almost like they're magical, like they were blessed from the beginning. And that's the kind of that's the kind of thing I'm talking about when anger finds a focus. If anger could could have the focus of I will correct this so that no longer so it doesn't happen to someone else, rather than I will use my anger for retribution or or uh, vengeance or revenge, then then that's not the same power as using anger to say, you know what, this really hurt, but I want to forgive and I want to create a space where in myself where I can encourage others to never have to go through this again. So I think that's the difference. Well, thank you so much for uh, your words, the power of your words. And I want to thank you for joining us here today. You certainly have given uh, us quite a bit to think about and think we should. Uh, and I really want to thank you again for joining us today. In, in closing the show, what would be a prayer we can have or a message that you would like to share with our listeners as we close today? It's, it comes from St. Francis. Uh, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. And we're, you know, that's it. We want peace. We want security. So may I become an instrument of divine peace, divine security, uh, a divine sense of belonging together. 
thank you so much, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis, for everyone. Uh, Senior Minister at the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. Uh, if you want more information uh, about the Center for Spiritual Living and Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis, very easy to do. www.cslseattle.org. Thank you so much, uh, Kathy Ann. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. Uh, very powerful messages today. And, again, that's Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis, Senior Minister. Uh, the music that you've heard today by the fabulous choir at the Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle, Rever- uh, excuse me, uh, Eric O'Dell, uh, the director there. Benny, thank you for a fabulous show. Tomorrow we're kicking off another fabulous week. Uh, Barbara Stanny of Voice America Show. Go to www.thedrpatshow.com to check it all, all out. We'll be right back here tomorrow. Peace out. Thank you for joining us today for the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW AM 1150. And every Tuesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Pacific on voiceamerica.com. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com. Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk 1150 KKNW Seattle.